Live from the Johns Refrigeration Media Center at the East Valley Institute of Technology, this is 88.7 The Pulse, KPNG, Chandler, Phoenix, and KVIT, Apache Junction, Goldfield, Ghost Town, Arizona. This is Ranch Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Ranch Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870 with your hosts, Frank and Steve. Well, last week we had a little bit of a rerun, but we're back live this week here. It's Wrench Nation on 88.7 The Pulse. Steve and Frank. Hello there, Frank. What is happening, people? What are you doing? This is not a rerun. This is live, baby. We are right here now. right now. 480-655-8870 is our phone number. That's 480-655-8870 in case you have any questions or you want to call or text or whatever. This is your premier car care talk show, people, and I got to give a big shout out to our audience. You guys are listening in the car. I got a, I got a confession. Uh, there's something wrong with me, Steve. What happened is last week we had the replay. Okay. Uh, a replay of a good show. It was yeah, car, it was car very good color, show, yep. psychology. A lot of people had commented on that. But I got a little skitzy. I said, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't do a Ranch Nation show. I miss my people. I, want, I know. I read, do you get like that? I was down at Skills USA down there where the students, of course, in my class took gold and automotive also Whoa, scored daddy, high there. Yeah, daddy. yeah. Now, for the listeners, what was all that about the Skills? Talk well, to Skills you. USA is it used to be VICA, if you're a little bit older, okay. Vocational Industrial Clubs of America. Now it's called Skills USA. Right. And there's all these different competitions in almost 100 different areas. Wow. Of course, my students in Radio Audio, and Eva took the gold in that and the silver. That state. In the state. And now you go now to nationals. nationals. Yeah. Oh. We also took gold in construction. That's amazing. We also took a, or a silver in automotive. Amazing. Yeah. And a gold in cosmetology. Well, as well. I, look, this and is silver. the testament. All right. Look, this right here is the East Valley Institute of Technology. People, yep. if you're new to the show, Wrench Nation is all about community, which includes the amazing, talented. Not only do we have an amazing staff of instructors. Kudos to you, Steve. We have amazing students. Thank and you very much. And students. And you guys yep. listening, we appreciate you. And part of my little schizoid was that I missed you guys. I'm just, I'm Steve, we missed them last week. We did. We did. I we missed, we missed the listeners. We missed your calls. We missed your texts. So please get in touch with us today. 480-655-8870. Frank, what is, what is today's show going to be about? Well, some of you guys, and, and forgive me, we have podcast listeners, you guys in iTunes, if you're catching this on the replay and you're out in North Dakota, it's <laughs> probably, you're not dealing with what we're dealing with in our vehicles, and that is, it's starting to get really, 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 really hot. Oh, yes. gosh. Well, it hit almost 100 on Sunday. It did. 99, I think it hit. So what does that yeah. mean? A lot of you guys, about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, you got out of school, maybe you finished your first shift, the job, you go into the second job. You're getting ready to throw that AC on, and what do you get? It's a clammy air. It's a warm air. Right. But it's the air that gets you aggravated. <laughs> it's not a comfortable air. And it so, won't cool down. That's the problem. That is the problem. So I figured we're not going to wait till June, July, maybe no. too late. We are going to cover all of those top tips for you guys. I want to try and save you guys some money, give you some good tips, what to do, what not to do in terms of air conditioning. Maybe you had a mechanic look at it, and then you left. They had to give you EKG paddles because they give you a heart attack about what it's going to cost. I have had more air conditioning nightmares than any other repair. It's tough. Air conditioning has been my number one problem throughout my life. Now, Maybe, Frank, because I run it all the time. I run it in the winter. We said it. I run it, it in the summer. I run it. I just I have to have that air circulating, and it has to have that nice moisture and the coolness. Yeah. The AC, the little snow button has to be on. Because if it's just a vent or it's just a window, it's not doing it for me. This is a problem. Let me tell you about AC. Now, now, some of you guys listening may say, well, you know, I can rough it. 
I can rough it. And that's okay. But if you've got your first date, let's say you met a nice looking <laughs> lady or a wonderful gentleman. Yes. And everything is going well. Yeah. Until they sit in your stinky hot ride. Oh, yeah. Now, the stinkies we're not going to talk about today. So this becomes a big psychological problem. It is who we are is like. Do I make my first date uncomfortable? Is someone so, too materialistic if they expect air conditioning from well, your I car? I don't know. I mean, I the way I see it, I, and then you guys call in with your AC stories, uh, right. uh, 480-655-8870. Oh, please call in with your AC, AC stories because I'm sure there's a lot for it. 480-655-8870. There's got to be something good out there. We'll give you a, a, a gift card today from our gift card toolbox Treasure chest. That's right. You all guys right? listening, you spoke Choice up. Choice of all the good stuff we have in there. We've met a lot of our listeners, and, and you know, we love to give stuff away, and uh, you're a part of the show. You're part of our community. I'll tell you that my air conditioning horror story is something that probably is pretty common with a lot of people. All right. We moved here from North Dakota in 1985. We moved here with a 72 Ford truck. There was no air conditioning standard in this vehicle. Uh, All it was is the vent, especially being in North Dakota. Which was terrible because you turn on the blower and it was just air. It's just air. It had a blower. It was just air. Okay, so my mom picks me up from school one day. Right. And I told her, Mom, when you pick me up, just make sure you... It was was May, but 107 degrees. Yeah. I said, just make sure you have the windows up. I want to look like we have air conditioning. (laughs) It's true. What we talked about, that's psychological. Yeah, psychological. It's like, I want everybody, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Can you ever write home? Oh, no, Sorry. We got a full trucks full. Sorry, you know, get in there, act like you're cool. Just to get in there, the so, windows up. You're like, all right, and then the driveway, and you go, oh god. All so right, hot. here we go. I'm, let's role play. Yeah, I'll be you. Okay, you'll be mom. Okay, all right. So we're going to school. We're gonna. All right, paint this the will be fun. Hope she's listening right now because she could be. Mom, do we really have to drive the '72 truck to school? What do you want to do? It's the only thing I got. You want me to take you to school on a bicycle? I'm not going to pedal you. I'm driving you in this truck. Shut up. Well, Mom, I've got my new Nike sneakers. Can we roll up the window so we look like we have AC? Where did you get new Nike sneakers? I thought we shopped at Kmart. I don't got no Nike sneakers. Where did you just steal them? <laughs> Come here. I'm going to take you over my knee. Nike sneakers. I was poor. Mom, I'm dating this girl. She drives a BMW. Dating a girl, I thought she was gay. <laughs> oh gosh! I'm just being mom. What do we got here? I'm we just, just being, I, I think this is a that's for another show. I'm just being mom. But you make a good point. And on today's <laughs> show, we're going to provide the AC tips, right? No matter how crazy we are, Steve and I always talk about we love you guys. This is therapy for us as it is for yes, you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, we are definitely going to give you as much great information. <laughs> it'll never be perfect regarding your car care and all things automotive. But I think from what you guys have said in the past, we've heard from you guys loud and clear. You want some real radio. Am I right? Absolutely. This is as real as it gets. That's so. You just heard my mother. We've got a few (laughs) mechanics listening. And if you're on the podcast, you guys are great. I appreciate you guys. This show is open. If we said something, uh, perhaps where the nut A should have went to nut B and the bolt Z fell, and you would like to correct us, this is a community. This is about engagement. Call us and set us straight. Uh, I think this is the only car talk show of its kind. Look. I've been in the industry, and we're going to get to this. We right. are talking about, guys, you guys are listening. You got to know Steve over the last few years. Sure. Rich Nation's been around. And I figured, you know, we're going to cover the news here in a bit. It's some, some, some goofiness happening in the automotive world, uh, automotive news. But the people want to know, Steve. Yes. Tell us one good, bad, or ugly oh. about who you are and your life's journey, and I will do the same. 
Okay. We are going to. I will tell you that I was bullied when I was in high school. Oh, all right. And I took that, that, that experience and turned it into a positive. How'd you do that? Well, you know, it was, it was the point where I was, I was heavy and I had different, I looked different when I moved here. I had longer hair, I had different clothes, and there was a girl that made fun of me all the time and, and, and made me cry. I, I wanted to go back to North Dakota. Oh, gosh. Did yeah. You, uh, I, I mean, I, I cried, man. And, and I'm a crier. But I, but I came out of that and learned not to be a bully right? and learn to stand up for others, but it just made me so damn determined to, to get my dream, to make my dream come true, So be on the radio. Fed- now let me ask oh, yeah. you. Now, because gosh, we could create the Wrench Nation Psychology Hour right, here in a minute. Right, sure, sure. Again, folks, this is a car talk show, but again, we're covering a few interesting points. Mm-hmm. Stevie, you just mentioned about your experience with yeah, being bullied. Being bullied mm-hmm. that hasn't gone away in our society. It has not. In fact, it may have gotten worse. Because now I, I you think can, because cyberbullying. Cyberbullying. Oh, it's horrible. So if you're listening yeah. and you're a bully, shame on you. Stop bullying people. Yeah, somebody tried to bully me not too long ago. I, I said, don't bully me, man. But I think it's deeper. I'm not a bully. So that's so what we're doing, man. What you said <laughs> is essentially the key takeaway yeah. is you got to a certain point beyond tears where you finally said, you know what? This I'm going to prove this person wrong. There, and not in an aggressive, right. violent right. way. I'm not going to shut down because of this. Right. I am going to win. And you focused on you. Yeah, absolutely. You, all right. So that's Steve's little information. Yeah. And then what about you, Frank? Week, well, um, in my world, which is extremely chaotic, um, I realized that glass, when you step on it, doesn't go away. Now, okay. this may sound odd. I'm just being real with you this guys. This is metaphorical? Maybe. I don't know what to think of this. Okay. But I stepped on glass recently. Okay. And as men, what do we do? Oh, we can handle glass. Oh, sure. No pain, no problem. So I didn't do anything. And it swole up. Oh. And it hurt. And Uh-oh. it was two weeks later. And my wife's like, you idiot. Get to the, get it right, out. Right, get a tetanus shot. But in my mind. Pull that stuff out. Yeah, I suppose it got stuck in there. Uh, my mind, Steve, I was like, yeah. no, my body will absorb no. it. Yeah. It will shrink it. It will do It'll it. be fine. But guess what happened? Yeah. It eventually went away. So I beat the glass in my, my foot. Does your does your blood have some sort of acid that just I don't know disintegrates glass or something? People are listening right now. I'm not advising you step on glass. I'm just sharing my experience with glass in my foot, and I think that if you have glass in your foot, don't do what I do. So I think one interesting fact about me yep. is don't do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> he, can, he can walk on glass. That's an interesting fact about Frank. That's it. So every week we'll cover some goofy facts right. about uh, Steve I, I, I wasn't Frank. prepared for this today, but I'll be, I'll be ready to share because I'm an open book. Yeah, and we got some news coming out. We got Walter Cronkite music. Can we get some Walter Cronkite? I've got some news oh, for the people. Oh, we're going to do some news. Hold on a second. Get the news. You know, there's all kinds of fascinating things going on in the world of the automotive arena. Uber is definitely here, coming to town. The drone drones are coming. NBC Nightly News. And now here's the Nightly News with Frank. All right, auto news oh, coming nice your way. <laughs> well, I want you guys to be aware of something. You know, technology can do a lot of things to our life. It can be good, bad, or ugly. And right now, there's a company out of China. They figured out a way. Uh, we talked a few shows about uh, how they can hijack your key fob. Uh, they can hijack the frequency. Well, there's a $22 part that these folks cobbled together. In layman's terms, they call it the relay hack. Okay. What they will do, people, with about $22 of money is create this sort of 
hackable device that can jump your key fob from about a thousand feet away. Wow. This tricks the car and the key fob into thinking that they're actually closer to the proximity. And what happens is these clever crooks can easily unlock or even steal the car at a long distance where you can, they'll be hiding in the bushes. So what wow. I'm saying is... Technology. So I always said technology is the devil. This attack like uses foosball. two devices to extend the effective range is what they're saying. And can you guess what country that these guys have nothing better to do than figure out how to hack a key fob and leave a guy alone Russia? with his car? Nope, we oh, can't. Oh, because they, they hacked the elections. Nope, you can't blame the Russians. Okay. <laughs> not this time. I tried. Nope, not this time. Okay. Yeah, um, what country are these devices? India? Nope, can't blame them. They call all the time with the tax thing. Yep. Yeah, and they said they're going to, the IRS is suing me. Um, what, what, One more try. Third time's a charm? Uh, Japan? No, they're, oh. no, they're, no. This is emanating, emanating from China. Oh, all right. Now, these cars, they're being tested. And, and the reason why they're testing it, actually, you got to hack something to test it, right? So you can come up with the design to sort of, you know, prevent it from sure. happening. Sure, And you guys driving, I'm going to tell you right now, this may be an odd situation, but that's what we said about a lot of things like television, right? When TV sets came around with the big furniture and the big screen, it was monochrome, heads were looking crooked. We all said, man, TV, eh, not going to be around. Model T, Ford. Ford said, you know what, people? We're going to deliver the mass-produced car that the everyday man can, and woman can buy. Unfortunately, women back then, they, were, they couldn't, you know, it wasn't like that. Right. I'm saying now the technology and hijacking vehicles, and some of you give me a hard time. Look out. It's coming. That's going to be the new wave, and it's already happening. We talked about sure. it. In England, you have a whole series of these gangsters uh, these Romanian gypsies, if you want to call them, perhaps some Russians out there. So is the is it is it yet? Is it wireless in the car yet? Is the computer in the car yet wireless? Yes, because OnStar could get into it and they could start your car and unlock it. That's going to be hacked, and people should just be able to take your car just like that. I'm just saying, you need to be the guy walking around, put antenna on your forehead, uh, and put some aluminum foil on that. Sucker. What we need is the car that folds up into the pocketbook, like they on the Jetsons. It's so just, exactly. Then you can just take it with you everywhere you go. So these hackers are in there, and, and we know that hackers are working for our government uh, on the good side, right? Because right. Uh, there's a lot of intelligent situations. But the bottom line to answer your question is we're working off of frequencies. Right. And like radio station, sure. right? And, and so what happens is if you can cleverly figure out how to hijack, it's like the pirate <laughs> People radio. do it all the time to me because they have those little, little MP3 player, little broadcasters on 88.7. You'll be driving by all of a sudden, and me and Frank will be talking, and all of a sudden there'll be a whole bunch of F words and rap music. Now, and be some, like, wait, that's not Frank, it's Steve. Now, some of you think, <laughs> wait a minute, we're listening to Wrench Nation. Yes. I think this show has been hijacked sometimes. <laughs> Is this pirate radio? No, it's not. It's just real radio. But what I'm saying, people, is look out. Technology's coming. Uh, so that's your story mm. on some uh, hackable situations out of it's China. Be the end of the world, Frank. Well, you know what? You've got the, the little. What do you world. call this thing? You hover hoverboard. I have hoverboard. That's not hackable. No, not not yet. Has does have but does have Bluetooth on it? Oh, so when that thing starts just driving itself down the hallway, I'll start getting worried. Oh yeah, like I'm remote control you, though. <laughs> I think we should do a show how to hack a hoverboard. I'm how sure to hack on, a hoverboard? I'm sure, it's on YouTube. You got well, some right. shout outs today? Oh, we sure do. Number one, I figured, you know what? Stop the music. Stop the presses. Stop right now. I'm going to give a shout out. And I mean this sincerely, guys. You guys have been with us for over a year. Each and everyone listening. You know, every week we do the shout outs. 
My shout out is this week for our audience, our fans, our people that just engage us on Facebook. You guys rock. Look, we're not a perfect community, but we generally want to help and care about all of your car care needs. So the biggest shout out is to you guys listening. So rock on. We appreciate you guys. And of course, as I say every week, you may be lost not have an owner's manual. You just bought a car or a vehicle, truck perhaps. Get on a carcare.org, Car Care Council. Car Care Council, a nonprofit, gives you the straight and skinny. Steve, there's a lot of noise on the internet. Should I try this? Somebody said I can pour kennel wax on my horn and then I can start popping wheelies. There's a lot of noise out there. <laughs> and that was a little extreme, but carcare.org is a friendly, Pop organized approach to what I need for my car. Go check them out. And there's your shout outs, people. All right, on the phone with us, we've got our guy from Bolt-On Technology, JB's on the phone. Hello, JB. What is happening, Yo, JB? guys, how you doing? Good. Uh, welcome back to Wrench Nation. What's going on? Thank you very much, man. I, uh, man, this is the greatest place to be on a Wednesday night. And it's, it's just a chill show. You know, people are driving home, maybe back east. Got some of the replayers on the podcast. They're chilling out, have a little turkey, chicken dinner, whatever you guys are doing. But we're talking AC tips here because uh, maybe not... You're out in Pennsylvania. Have you turned on your AC, JB? I haven't yet, but I could tell you about two weekends ago, everyone did, and this weekend they'll be doing it again. We're getting the mid eighties. Right, it's getting it's getting there. And some of us, you know, like me, I'm spoiled. If it if it if it's hot, it stays on. I like to. My house is seventy degrees. It's terrible. I pay for it. But I'm seventy two. So a lot of you guys listening, and we got JB with Bolt On Technology. Uh, JB. Uh, is a trainer in the industry. Uh, JB, you had a you owned your own shop, right? Actually, I worked in a number of shops, but when I was training, I was in charge of training HVAC, so I know everything about the AC. All right, we're going to dive in. So a lot of our listeners, they get in the car. One of the biggest complaints that we have is in the morning, it seems fine, right? In our climate here in Arizona, morning could be, at this time of year, what, 65, maybe, you know, 60. Sure, yeah, 68 degrees. No big deal. The minute it gets to that 95 and they're running that AC, it starts blowing warmer air. So- one of the things that is a common issue behind warmer air and that it's it's sort of intermittent. It it works and then it doesn't work. It works and then it doesn't work. I've had right? that happen a lot. Right. So people are confused. Like, what happened? I had it cold in the morning when I didn't need it, and now it's hot. JB, right. let's talk about low refrigerant. What does it mean if a system is low? What I mean, how much what is that all about? Well, you know, to make these things work, they have to have a very specific amount of refrigerant in them. And when that refrigerant's there and we have all these cool pressures and things that make it happen and evaporates and absorbs the heat, makes us ice cold. But when we lose that refrigerant, we can't get those pressures right, which means we can't move as much heat out of the car outside, keeping you cool when you want it. So in terms of this common symptom, we get a lot of folks, uh, and we hear, we hear about it in the garage, and I'm sure over the years you've heard it, Steve, you may even have experienced this where you took it into a garage yeah. and, well, you just need a recharge and you'll be A-OK. I've heard that, but well, actually, when I went in for that, they actually said to me, we have to test here for leaks first. All right, that's stop right okay. there. Okay. Yep. Now we're going to dive in. Let's stop. Well, obviously, maybe there somebody go. was good. Well, let's stop right <laughs> there. Because this guy's listening. I want you guys to know well, something. To somewhere. We, ha- we got to stop there, right? right? Because JB had mentioned the system works off for pressures, right? right? which is very important. Sure. Turns things on, turns things off, monitors pressure so stuff doesn't blow up, and it maintains a minimum and a maximum and all that good stuff. That's constantly working under pressures. Now, you guys listening may have developed a leak, and someone has said, I just need a recharge. Right. Within that, 
We're going to dive in right now because a lot of you listening are like, okay, what does that mean? How are they going to check for a leak? I can't see Freon. It just magically disappears. Sure. So, JB, give the people listening, what is one technique that a mechanic, an automotive technician will do if you take it in and they say, well, you need a leak test? What would they do? Give the folks an idea. Well, the first thing that we want to do is check the system out altogether and do a visual check to see if there's anything obviously leaking. And if we don't see that, then we have a, um, a sniffer tool, as we like to call it, where we'll run it around all the important parts, especially like the Schrader valves where the refrigerant goes in and out. Like a Geiger counter, right? This thing will sit yeah, there and yeah. beep. It it's like, like a, a like a counter. nuclear device. It's a beep, mm-hmm. beep, and it's sniffing for leaks. It's sniffing for refrigerant. Is that right? Yes, sir. And these things are really sensitive to like an ounce every year or even less than that. Okay. So we can find the really small leaks with these because that's the issue. If the refrigerant's leaked down and it's gone, when you put new stuff in, that's going to leak out and be gone. Right, right. Yeah, same problem, right. Yep. Right. Let me ask you, you think it's fair as a consumer if I go into a garage and they charge me eh, $100, $150 to give me the whole evacuate it, right? They're going to service it. They're going to leak test it. A lot of of folks listening right now may pay something for that, and then the mechanic says, well, we couldn't find anything. Should I have a fair practice warranty if I come back on that Freon if it leaks out? Should I pay that again and then fix whatever they find eventually? Because a lot of our listeners, it's happened. They went in. They couldn't find the leak. A month later, they came back. Should they pay for the Freon again? What do you think is fair practice? Well, I think, you know, if the shop gives it a real good uh, look and they do everything by the book, there's a very good chance they're going to find the issue. The only thing that I'm afraid of is that, you know, we put our tools right on those Schrader valves, and that a lot of times hides where the issue is. Ah, so, talk to us. Hang on a minute. You mentioned Schrader valves. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys listening, we got a lot of mechanics as well, so we would want to get it back to basics because this is speaking Uh-oh. to those that are, you know, want to learn about this situation. So Schrader valve, Steve, is just like the valve stem in your bike where you go to similar in design. Right. It's designed to let air in one way it seats and doesn't let it out. So JB, you're talking about, you said tools on the Schrader valves. Tell us something more about that. What does that all mean? Well, uh, the refrigeration system has a refrigerant in it that has to be under pressure. So we have to hook up to these special valves, as you said, look like tire valves. Right. And we have to see, number one, we should identify what's in there because we got to be very careful. About what are that. we hooking up? We're hooking up AC lines from our AC refrigerant equipment, correct? Yes. So yeah, that's a service a port. On there. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. And with these gauges, we're going to take a look and see what the pressures in the system are when it's off and when it's running. Like a blood pressure take... test. We're similar exactly. to blood pressure. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So we're basically taking the blood pressure, and if we find it to be a little low, we need to find out where that refrigerant went. So the next step we might do is literally pull the refrigerant out. And each car has a label on it that tells you how much you should have in there. And we pull that out and find it to be less. That's pointing towards something leaking somewhere. So we got to have a leak. I think, uh, I think in speaking to a lot of folks out there that may have gone in and they had this service and everything, well, we couldn't find a leak, which can look. A lot of you listening, they couldn't find a leak. My question is, and, and we got, we got uh, Billy Knuckles coming on and we got Greg Buckley coming on. We want to get their perspective. What I'm trying to do is gauge, JB, for a lot of our people listening, is it fair practice 
for the consumer to have some sort of limited time guarantee on Freon. They know they may come back. The leak has gotten worse. And they may have to fix the leak, but should they pay for that Freon again? And I ask you this, guys, and you guys listening, is because it's very often asked of us, and I talk to a lot of shop owners, a lot of garage owners, uh, folks that work at the dealerships, and there seems to be, no, we shouldn't cover it. It's not our problem. And then some take the – so I'm just interested because people are listening, and they, they, they may feel, uh, yeah, we should have some sort of warranty. On Freon. Well, personally, well, personally, this is the way I would look at it. If we did the testing, one of the last things we should do before we release that car is put dye in it. Ah, and stop right there. Yes, does, hold on a minute. What yeah. the dye? Let's get back to basics now. I was gonna, I was gonna explain it. <laughs> you got me excited. Let me turn off my mic. Go ahead. <laughs> but basically, we actually have this dye that we can put in with the refrigerant. Right. And what it does is it runs through the whole system with the refrigerant. So wherever the refrigerant goes, this dye goes. So if there's any kind of leaks or anything like that, the dye is going to leak out, and it's got a very bright yellow or ultraviolet yellow color to it, which is very easy to see. So the point that I'm making here is I feel confident that if I checked out the customer's system right. and everything's good, and I dye that thing, and it goes out and comes back in a month, I may not charge them for the diagnostics, but I might charge them for, you know, I'll charge them for the repairs and things of that sort, but that dye is going to be helping me get that back. So what you're saying, and this is so important and critical, you guys listening, there is a process, people. It's not as clear, cut, and dry as perhaps, hey, I need my belt changed, right? You change a belt, it's a process, labor procedure, belt goes on, it's rechecked, and it's down the road. You guys listening understand that there is a process. Now, this dye is similar, Steve, to the dye that they may do when they're checking your arteries. They're sure. floating. It's a little dye test. Yeah, I had the nuclear medicine once done. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. All right. That'd be for the medical. There you go. Show. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I want to get back to that question because I want a direct answer. And, JB, All we're right, going Mike. somewhere with this. Should I, as a consumer, when I pay for my Freon, should I have some sort of guarantee if it leaks out that I won't be charged again for the free? I'm going to vote yes. You're voting yes. I am. I'm, I'm just getting I'm a voting, feel. I'm going yes with that, too. All right. Because I want to keep my customer. And you know what? If I miss something and it comes back in a month, I really did miss something. Right. Because you're going to think if you've gone through it and you've done everything that you know you can do. That you trust in your abilities to say, okay, this shouldn't be happening because I've looked at all this. I've looked at all this, and this isn't causing this, so this is not the problem. So, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a guarantee there, Frank. It's Imagine. only fair. Now, the reason why I asked this. I'm going to have this, to pay you for your time, even though you didn't find anything wrong. I should have to pay you something for your time. Some people will expect, oh, I'll just want it for free because I, you couldn't find anything, so it's all free. I spent six hours tearing the thing apart. Imagine. The reason why I asked this question <laughs> I'm traveling here with you people. Yeah. Imagine if our medical industry took the true ethics of sure. fair practice sure. in the mechanical, in the automotive industry, right. and said, hey, Frank, we did the x-ray, couldn't find anything. However, I'll give you a 90-day warranty on the x-ray. <laughs> Imagine that, JB. So we got a movement here. Right, if right. you're if you're from the medical industry right. and you give and you're listening, you can call in and give us your thoughts, 480-655-8870. Yep. I'm just saying the majority of good natured mechanics on the street corner, they're helping you out. You know, they want to do right and they typically yes. will give yes. you a fair business practice. 
I just wish the rest of society would do well, the I think, same. I think you want to have you want your customers to have confidence in your ability to do things, so you want to back it up. Yeah. And you know the doctors have an out because they practice. Oh boy! You know oh. what I? I <laughs> all right, guys. I, what what Jay, practice makes perfect, JB. There's one thing that I always do, and I get they I, die. <laughs> that's true, <laughs> and they don't die. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> but uh, what I do when we have like currently in the garage, we've got a uh, oh uh, 2011 uh, 5.4 engine Ford, and uh, we've got the cylinder heads off. I mean, this is open heart surgery. So what I do is I take a picture and I say. Doctors, surgeons envy our surgical arena. I mean, the thing looks like it just blew up. It's amazing. But uh, JB, you're going to stick around with us, yeah? Because I'm going to bring Billy Knuckles in here. Okay, shortly. we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. JB, yeah, you going to stay on? Okay, hang yeah, on, hang on, hang on a second. Wrench Nation continues at four eight zero six five five eighty eight seven zero. We'd love to hear from you too. We've got gift cards from our gift gift card toolbox treasure chest. We got giveaways. All right, all you have to do is you have a question. If you have anything. Going wrong with your car doesn't have to be air conditioning. You want to hear from it? Or if you have a really, really good air conditioning horror story, all right? 480-655-8870. Wrench Nation continues next on 88.7 The Pulse. Wrench Nation Car Talk on 88.7 The Pulse. 480-655-8870 is the number like Patrick is calling right now from Mesa. Hi, Patrick. What's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, welcome to Wrench Nation. You're here with Steve and Frank. What's going on? What's happening, partner? Okay, guys, uh, i got an issue here. I've got an O2 Dodge Dakota. It's a 4.7 liter, and it's got a lot of miles on it. It's got over 230,000 miles on it. All right. And wow. it's due for emissions testing. Okay. And in order to get it to uh, pass, I've got a check engine light on, okay? Right. Okay, check engine light is on, so I took it into a mechanic. Mechanic did a uh, diagnostics on it. Let me ask you real quick, check engine light, did you have any symptoms, or was the light just on and things seemed to be okay? The light was on, and everything seems to be okay. okay. It's got a lot of power, doesn't hesitate, doesn't stall, nothing. Okay, okay. go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, so we hooked it up to the computer diagnostic and it came back as a gas ca- gas cap leak. Of course. Uh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh huh. Okay, those, those. had that. Yeah. Okay, we had that taken care of uh, with the uh, manufacturer uh, gas cap. Okay. Very good. And okay, that was taken care of. And also, we had an EVAP line leak somewhere. Absolutely. That's notorious uh, with those evaporative leaks. Let's just uh, slow it down, get everybody acquainted. Your check engine light came on, and Uh you had an evaporative leak, right? So we've got fuel vapor escaping. The whole idea is that fuel vapor does not need to live in our atmosphere. So a lot of times the large gross leak is uh, we're going to start with a gas cap. Now, a gas cap can be tested. They probably tested it. Now, you put the gas cap, and that same light came back on for the same fault, correct? Correct. All right. What line did you replace? Uh, we replaced the EVAP line. All the mechanic told me was that an EVAP line had a leak in it. So we okay. had that repaired. Gotcha. Because what they did was they uh, pressurized it and they smoked it out. They, they smoke tested it. Right. Right. We can't see yes. fuel vapor. Um, so after that, what happened? Okay. It was fine. Uh, we, got the, we got that done about three days ago. And we woke up this morning, dropped off the kids, and... Guess what? Lo and behold, check engine light came back oh. on again. It's very frustrating. I totally understand. I will tell you, it's also very frustrating for the automotive technician. It's not an exact science. And what I mean by that is consumers, let's step back a little bit. Obviously, you still have problems, Patrick. We're going to get to that a little bit. But I think what we're accustomed to is when we go in to fix our cars, um, it's, it's pretty much a straight ahead. Brakes, they've examined it, needs brake pads, rotors, right. be done. 
When we get into the science of plumbing, and that's what you got, the science of plumbing. Think of your house moving water, plumbing. Think of your car moving evaporative emissions, fuel vapor, plumbing. So what's happening is the mechanic is on the right track. He's smoke testing. And what he's going to do is he's going to replace immediately those large leaks that he can see. Once that's done, it needs to be retested. And with the time he has, he doesn't see a leak. And then off you go. And it, now, now it's the, the games of the evaporative emissions. And here we go. <laughs> and I say that respectfully, Patrick, because, look, you got to live life. You're trying to move on. But I think what you got, you first off, I think you've got a very good mechanic because you didn't tell me, well, he wrapped a spaghetti line around the rear tail. Right. <laughs> it sound, Patrick, it sounds like where you're going, they're doing the proper testing. We just need some more follow through. And I think it's frustrating for a lot of you guys. Look, it's frustrating for mechanics because we want to fix things and be done. But it's not an exact science, especially you got 200, almost 200,000. So continue on the journey. You're going to probably have some more issues. There may be a check valve, EVAP, purge valve, or whatnot. And and uh, I'd like to follow up with you. So give us a call. Let us know what fixed that bad boy. Okay, we'll do. Yeah, I just don't want to have to pay an arm and a leg. Well, this is fair. This is. Let me just finish this up because you you speak to a lot of what consumers are having. Sure. Most garages, look, a mechanic gets paid time, but they also want to respect and remain friends. They would like your business in the future, not in sure. the near future. Right. So it's not uncommon to say, hey, listen, guys, I, I respect what you're doing. I've replaced these few things. What can you do to work with me on this test time? You know, you're giving them that level of respect by saying, I know it's going to take more time, but, you know, what can you do to work with me? And then number two, and more importantly, Patrick, this is the gig. Can you guys, when you retest this, please let me know the best you can. And, and you may have to leave this for a few days, right? Because those EVAP faults don't happen right away. It takes uh -huh. some time. So you think you can work with them? They work with you? Yeah? You have that relationship? Yes. Uh, the mechanic and uh, I've taken the vehicle there several times already. So yeah. they know the truck and they know me. So Well, I wish I had a gold and silver bullet, man. But, you know, you uh, there's going to be some other, other concerns with that. And hopefully it's not expensive part-wise, and it shouldn't be, I mean, on an older Dakota, right? Yeah. Well, keep in touch with us. Uh, we got something to give you. Yeah, we're we going to get you a gift card. Hang on a second. Bree's going to talk to you, get you all set up. Okay, Patrick? Okay. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you so much for calling in. All right, 480-655-8870. If you have ever have any questions, we're going to bring JB back from Bolton. JB, you with us again? Yes, sir. All right, now we're going to bring in from the Motown City. Whoa, daddy. Mr. Billy Knuckles. Hey, Billy. What is happening, Billy? Uh, I just <laughs> want to say how much respect I have for you, my oh. paisanos. Oh. He's even got the Godfather music oh, playing behind on. him. Salvatore and JB. And the two. Yes, indeed. Oh, my Hey, Billy, how you doing? How you doing, hey, Billy? Billy, how? Welcome back to Ranch Nation. Billy, we have a question. How is the number three knuckle on the left hand? It's bruised right now. Have you been Have you been punching carburetors again, Billy? I am. You guys are going to have to walk me off the ledge because I am hot and heavy today. Let me tell you. It's all good. We appreciate your spirit, brother. We've got uh, we've got uh, some major communication problems, I'm much like what Patrick is dealing with there. Oh, I felt. Listen, hey guys, you're listening, JB, Billy Knuckles, and the rest of the audience. I felt a little. I felt Patrick left frustrated, but wouldn't you guys agree? We could not guess what was wrong. He was frustrated, and yeah. it, and it's we feel that right, but it's yeah. not mm -hmm. the 
And I think you guys would agree, JB, uh, Billy Knuckles, he, I think he's in the right hands because they're he, smoke testing and they're doing the right measures. He, he is in the right Definitely. hands. Yeah. The only thing I would ask that the repair facility could have done with them a little bit more, and just to say to him, kind of like you said, was that some of this stuff may take three or four drive cycles yeah. in order for mm-hmm. it to show up. And yeah. so just like the, the analogy I always use is, you bring in a car with a nail in the tire, right? We're going we're gonna to fix, you know, we're going we're gonna to repair that, that leak, right? Um, sometimes there may be a secondary leak in the system somewhere. Well, let me ask and you so something. Think- Look, I, this is so important because a lot of our listeners, they, they've had this situation, right? Yeah. Um, and we're going to get back to the AC tips. We're going to give more tips here. We're going to talk about that. But when Patrick called about his Dodge Dakota, what is fair practice, guys? If, if I've been into the garage a few times and, you know, they charged me a respectable fee to do the initial test, am I supposed to pay that test every single time? Because that starts to add up. How? What's Absolutely fair practice? What do you think, Billy? I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, think, I think you eat that labor at that point because here's the thing. is, is If you didn't have the conversation and set the level of expectations, and that is uh. that, yeah. We're going to repair That's this leak, communication. and what we're going to expect you to do is we're going to check and we're going to call you within three to four days, and we're going to make sure that that light is still off. If it is not, we're going to set an appointment for you to bring it back so that we can address it, and there won't be a charge at that point because you've already paid a diagnostic charge at this time. JB, good practice for consumers if they're coming into a garage, and you know we're talking AC, but actually Patrick with the Dakota kind of kicked me into gear because a lot of people are listening about how to approach that first diagnostic test. What's a good way for a consumer when they go into a garage and they're about to be presented a respectable test fee so there's no guessing, should I say something to the effect of, if it doesn't fix the problem, what next and how much? What do you think about that? How how would we go about that as consumers? Well, that, that one's a tough one because you want to have a conversation up front with them and let them know, okay, we got to look at your vehicle. And then when you do that first checkout, you have a better feel for the car itself. So if you start seeing things that are kind of getting you a little nervous, you know, like, all right, we're going for an event week. We got the big one, but there might be a smaller one. And, you know, I would tell the customer, come back in a couple of days, just like that AC question earlier. Hey, you know what? We didn't find a leak. Come back in a month and we'll take a quick scan and see if there's any leaking at that point. Right. just kind of have a conversation saying that, you know, it's fair that you paid us up front. We let you know that we got the biggest leak. And, right. you know, drive it for a couple of days. That's a communication that's really important because of the way the system works. And uh, Or let us drive it for a couple of days, you know, yeah. and see what happens. Billy, go ahead, Billy. J- JB, just one, I, I, would, I, would, I agree with the, your, your premise, but here's where I would disagree with you respectfully. I think for us to ask the, the customer, to call us back if it doesn't fix it sounds to us like it, it, that we know that we're in an oh. imprecise science. Whereas if we say to the customers, we're going to call you to make sure that, that this is taken care of, that we don't have any other issues, sounds much like we're just double-checking. We're just making sure yeah. that you're... I like that. Home, right? I agree yeah. with that. And, and I, think the, I think folks listening just want to be able to... A lot of folks, they, they don't know. They just don't... They're at the mercy of whatever that service counter personnel is saying. Like, yeah. Steve, you go in, you're like... Yeah, I mean, I, I would yeah. appreciate, actually. I mean, you saying to me, call me back, wouldn't bother me. Okay, I'll call you back if the light is. But hearing that from you saying, we're going to call you to see if this is still off or not, that would make me say, wow, they're going to call me? That's pretty amazing. Especially if you already say to the, to the customer, mm-hmm. look, we, maybe 10 or 20% of these repairs, 
end up needing secondary, right. have secondary issues. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going to call you back to make sure that we nip it in the bud. Well, that's... We, right. You know, when I've returned sometimes to get something done on the car and maybe it didn't work out and they didn't find it the first time, you know, I felt really good when I came back and I expected to pay a little something. I said, oh, no, 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 we've already run it through that. This was this, you know, this is just a simple tweak or whatever. And I'm like, wow. And then I start really believing in that that mechanic and in, in that service shop, you know. So it becomes a we economy. Yeah, yeah. Now, can I use the word we economy? It means yeah. that most good small business, whether yep. they're selling flowers or sure, dry cleaning, it is, or, yep. or it is not about thank you, you paid me, you're down the road. It is now a collective, especially in the service industry and especially especially in the automotive industry, where you know what we want to make sure that this is all squared away and not. Uh, by the way, uh, right. you call me next week. Let me know how we did. Uh, by the way, that's $582. <laughs> right? And, and words, words are cheap, you know, right? Yeah. But, but deeds are worth something. So prove to me right. that my lifetime loyalty to you right. is worth that. And, yeah. what it's, and, and what you, how you prove it to me is when you let me know that I'm in it with you for the long haul. All right, right? let's that get right back. Let's get back, and I want to move this direction because we're talking AC. You guys um, have experienced out there where you said, okay, well, I watched the YouTube video, and I can shake a can and put it inside. It seemed like nothing happened. Like, they looked, the video looked good, and they did it, and they got cold there, and everybody was happy. Let's talk about the dangers because there is some dangers, right, guys? And then let's talk about... Sort of the explosive blends, these foreign blends coming from out of this country. So let's start with how dangerous can it be? Can I jack up my AC system if I shake a can and do it myself? <laughs> I've seen this. Well, I've done it. Once a year, once a year we hear about somebody buying it. used to be, you guys remember the, the, the days of R12, when mm-hmm. R12 was being phased out and R134 was coming in. There were uh, basically uh, uh, gypsy gangs uh, selling propane, you know, partial propane, propane with mixed with refrigerant. Right. And for those of us who who don't know what propane propane is can provide refrigerant, can provide cold air in the vehicle. Oh. With one minor drawback, and that is that if this stuff is leaking into the vehicle and you happen to be a smoker, the car basically <laughs> blows up like a bomb. Minor. You just had a bad day. Yeah, bad day. And guess what? When you got home, Billy Knuckles, when you got yeah, home, yeah. your wife did exactly <laughs> what'd you do? You idiot. You dummy. Yeah. So, so the, the bigger issue is, is, and I wanted to kind of, if I can spend a minute of this here, one of the things that, we, that I always tell folks, and you know I always come at it for, as a, a consumer advocate, is I say to folks is, is before we talk about how much, let's talk about why much. And the why much for us I like that. is what we do is we try not to use refrigerant when we don't have to if we suspect. The first thing that we do is we will inject uh, nitrogen into the system to find out if we've got a situation where we've got a condenser with, you know, a nickel-sized sure. hole in it, right? We can hear it hissing. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to put any refrigerant in it. We don't have to waste the customer's money at that point or, or, or our refrigerant doing that. And so that is a quick, you know, and so people say, well, how much should I charge for that? What I always say is if, you get, if you're going to spend a half hour doing an inspection on the vehicle, I would tell you that's a half hour's labor. Now, if that sounds like that's too expensive and you'd rather do it yourself, then you go over to the big box parts store and you pick up the $30 of Miracle Sealer with refrigerant, then you put that in your system. Now you've contaminated your system and potentially mine or somebody else's. And so 
my, my recommendation to those folks out there, when you're hiring the person who's going to recharge your system, make sure, please, that they care enough about your vehicle to the, to the point where their equipment isn't injecting this garbage sealer into your vehicle that's not compatible with your now, wait a minute. So I'm walking into a pretty respectable national chain parts house, and I'm not knocking them. I, we buy stuff. Everybody buys stuff. But this can is sold in a respectable outlet, and it has this stop leak. And because I believe it's sold in a respectable outfit, I think whatever they're selling me, it's like Campbell's Soup. If I go to the market and they're selling Campbell's Soup, I can eat it, drink it, do whatever, and I'm fine. Tell us the problem with Stop Leak, please. The problem with the chicken noodle soup that you might buy at your, at your local grocery store, there's not any fine line at the back of the can that says, this soup has the potential of killing you. Oh, Whereas gosh. Your <laughs> could, could potentially take out thousands of dollars of equipment. The other, you know, we were talking about medical stuff, right? Yeah. Imagine if you're donating blood. If you were to go get a blood transfusion, would you want to know whether the blood that you're getting into your body is going to be is going to be contaminated with something? Absolutely. All right, well, hold on a minute. Hold on. I I hear you. I want to just, I'm speaking to some folks out there right now that are, you know, they can fix cabinets in their kitchen. Uh, They perhaps installed the toilet recently and even got on the roof and replaced a couple of tiles, and they are going to do their own charge and go. That's a problem is what you're saying. You're potentially, you may be saving... Forty or fifty dollars, at the risk of causing thousands of dollars of damage to your vehicle and to other people's vehicles, if the repair facility that you're dealing with recycles that refrigerant and unknowingly isn't testing for these contaminants in the system. All right, so it's really you're on your own. And could this deadly device, this little can of pressurization, is that the equivalent of some roadside bomb in Baghdad? Well, well, refrigerant itself is inflammable, but the pressures, uh, you know, a lot of people put the stuff in there, the, you know, it, you have the potential of, of having that stuff fight, you know, maybe the can isn't on all the way tight. I know we've seen all kinds of things that people do. Um, so it could you know, be dangerous. Re- it could really be dangerous. It, it's, not, it's not something, this isn't a, you know, this isn't a, a, an oil change you're doing on a vehicle here. Yeah. An oil change uh, uh, done, pro- you, could, you can go online and do that. Going online to find what it costs for equipment, I mean, it blows my mind some of these do-it-yourselfers with a million views are showing people there's a thousand dollars worth of equipment that you would need just to save yourself thirty or forty dollars. Wow. Well, I hear you. You're saying that there's some things that you may tackle. Maybe, maybe you want to do your own belt, right? But you're talking about pressures, technicals of an AC system, And I always said this, guys, JB, Billy Knuckles, everyone listening, and I think this really represents the deal. We say that it isn't fixing cars that's complicated. It is two things. One, what is broken? How do we arrive to that? And two, did we fix it? (laughs) That is the problem. So uh, be careful if you guys are going to try that little bottle action because uh, Billy Knuckles uh, says a lot about what could happen about... Just be cautious. You're better off paying the guy in the corner. All right, JB, Bolt-On Technology, Billy Knuckles, we appreciate you calling in this Glad week. We'll, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks in Wrench Nation. Take care. Yeah. Thank, thank you, guys. You guys. Thank right. you, guys. Thank you. And now on the phone with us already, it's back-to-back-to-back. To back to back.
automotive geniuses. Oh, gosh. Who do we got? The Blue Hen of Delaware, of oh, course. Oh, goodness. Who do Mr. we got? Mr. Greg Bugley. Who do we got? What is happening? <laughs> and we, you know, you know, how do I, how do I match up with Billy Knuckles and JP? Come on, that guy from Detroit. What's that, that Detroit muscle coming southbound now? Well, I mean, what do we got well look, I, yeah. I, I think, look, Mr. Greg Buckley. People, we got Mr. Greg Buckley from Buckley's Auto Care out of Delaware, uh, specifically Wilmington. I will tell you, if you're listening on the podcast, if you're even remotely near Delaware, you need to at least make a phone call to Mr. Buckley because he's got a lot going on. And if I want to give you. Your plane is flying over. Make them land. Make them land on the <laughs> Delaware. Make them throw you out of the United Jet. The Buckley in runway. Delaware. The Buckley runway. Uh, soon to be the Buckley drone uh, stadium platform. But I want to give you an opportunity, Greg. I think it's really important because you're doing amazing things. Uh, we have a whole slew of folks out there uh, with car seats, uh, mm-hmm. and gosh, I think we mentioned a few shows ago, the percentage of you that do not have your car seat installed correctly is very high. Greg, yes, tell us is. what you're doing to really make inroads uh, to change that. Tell us about what you got cooking. Well, th- thanks, Frank. It's really important. You know, it's a mission that we've taken on, and we'd like to be able to have everybody that uh, comes in for repairs or, you know, bring a part of our menu, uh, a child safety seat uh, fittings and adjustments and insulation. Um, it's very simple. As a profession, we are not only concerning with the outside of your vehicle, making it run right, you know, tires good, pressure's good, belts, hoses, fluids, but you know what? We also see what goes on on the inside of your vehicle. And the biggest thing is, is that you have a child that needs to be uh, t- you know, safe and sound and secure in the child's seat. All right, people so, are listening. So people are listening. Give us the number one tip right now. If I'm, if I'm listening to the show, uh, mm-hmm. my child, what is the number one thing I got wrong that I can actually do right now to help correct, one of the easiest things that I can do. Give us a tip for those listening with their car seats. Well, you can look at you can look at your seat, you can look at your child seat, child safety seat, and make sure that you have less than one inch of slack. Okay, uh, one inch of slack. Okay, inch, you can, you should tighten it up according to the manufacturers and the vehicle uh, configuration, and that's what people don't understand. You know what? If your car, if your child. It, child's safety seat is not positioned properly in the vehicle, you risk further injury to the child if, gosh forbid, that if you have an accident. So Where can I go? Where can I go, Greg? A lot of people, we have a whole generation that goes right to YouTube immediately, first thing. Mm -hmm. Where can I go? That's the official straight and skinny. And, and of course, we know we can visit your website. But people Mm -hmm. listening, you mentioned some specifications. Where can they go for that? You can go to safekids.org. Okay, safekids.org. Safekids.org will give you some uh, highlights, some tips, some really good information. If you need to have it properly fit, which you should, you know, right. and this is what we do at Buckley's, we're doing a, uh, each parent or each caretaker that comes in, when you sign up for an appointment, it's a half hour training. We go over completely having you install the seat all over again. You're trained on how that child should be positioned inside the vehicle. We also tell you what obstacles should not be in front of the child and that you should avoid, meaning that if you have those mirrors that you want to look at the kids, 
in the back seat. And all these that are these are potential projectiles. Yeah, after, absolutely. Wow. And, and they're also distracting to the driver because your eyes aren't forward; all right. they're actually backward. So you run the risk of being an unattentive driver. At the same time, you're looking at putting projectiles in the vehicle that can harm a child and you yourself. It's not secured. And we so take this for granted. Most of us, I think what happens is we, we become parents and right. we're excited and we're, life is moving. We got, you know, we got a little abode, home, apartment. We're married. Mm-hmm. Um, most of us, some of us may have some baby mama drama. But I think we get to a <laughs> point where we're so confident we can do this. I had a baby. I, you know, moms, dads, we're parents that we may not take this serious and we try to do it on our own. Um, Greg, right. what are you doing for a national movement? You're creating some well, buzz with this. You're creating some buzz. Yeah, we are, we, it, and it's great. We're working with teams in Pittsburgh now and in Dallas. Uh, we're and we're working with a uh, with with Napa to hopefully generate a national program for you know independent repair shops such as you know you Frank or myself. Well, we got ours going on uh, that will allow parents to have a full safety resource available. And that's what's happening. I mean, hospitals and all of your community. Uh, They're stretched thin. Firefighters, be. police officers, yeah. hospitals. Right. I, think, I think the automotive aftermarket, I think what you're doing, Greg, is, is you're basically saying, hey, you're doing all this other safety with tires, rubber, this, that, and the other thing. Let's get into right. this category. Yeah. And, I, and I love that. I want to get back to the AC real quick. I want to get yeah. us back sure. on track with the AC. Some of us out there drive an older vehicle. We love our older vehicle. We're talking that 1984 Toyota Supra, right? <laughs> I'm just putting out the Supra. Uh, we, I hear you. And so, of course, Tyler Tyler is a drifter. He's in studio. He's off off mic. His eyes just lit up. He said, ooh, uh-huh. that'd be a nice uh-huh. drifter. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I want to get cold air, but someone told me that I can buy a conversion kit to do this, can you talk to the folks about converting the old Freon, which is not available? Remember, that was CFC-based right, right. R12. Right. I still R12. want cold air. I've got an old vehicle that had the original R12. Now wow. I've got this 134. Talk to us mm-hmm. about what folks should really be cautious of. Give us some tips about the conversion process from old well, to there's, new. Well, there's a lot to be concerned with, you know, and, I, and, and we all remember going through that period when there was going to be all, you know, no more R12, and a lot of us were like, oh, my God, we're going to be spending millions of dollars on on everything. Well, yeah. you know, they do, have the, they do have the kits out that put you up to 134. And next now, to the can. That's the can you shake the kit at the store. Yeah. But be careful. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> so you get your new fittings, uh, your Schraders, all that So you got to convert the system by way of the service ports is what you're talking about. Correct. The adapters. Yeah, okay, we, we keep, it, keep it basic. Go ahead. Yep. So the thing is, is you have to extract all the R12. If there's anything left, you got to remove that. And, and the oil, right? The oil's the different. And the oils. Mineral to pag, yeah. There's a flush. There's oh. a flush. All right. And then you can inject the R134, but it's going to have different pressures. Therefore, it's going to be different measurements. Is this pressure and higher? Is this higher pressure? The pressure is higher. Okay. So what you have to look out for is your the AC uh, hardware, the hoses, the compressor. Actually, so I take hoses. an age system. It's like taking an 80-year-old yeah. man who right. barely walked across the street now saying, we're going to get you ready for the marathon. 
what we're saying is you got to really examine the rubber to that system and that conversion mm-hmm. may just be more than a couple of little fittings and extraction of oil right. and putting all the new gear and fluids you're Absolutely. saying that you may have a blow up here with this new new pressure because uh, it operates. Yeah. yeah, you you really will. I mean, that's what you will, but it's highly likely. I mean, you have to take the condenser out, the receiver drive. You have to put the all new hardware in. You should if you're going to do it the right way. Right. You know? And then really, you got to look at your hoses. I mean, it, it it turns out that it can be very very. It is a process. So if you are attempting a conversion, um, look, we're not demoting do it yourself. In fact, right. we may be promoting a little that we just want right. folks to understand some of this stuff is entailed and maybe it's best to say, I'm going to pay someone guarantee warranty. Right. They will own the repair and they're going to own my investment. In I don't know words, how many times I've screwed things up yeah. so much know, that it cost me more three times I mean, more. Here's what, yeah. here's what a lot of, here's what a lot of DIYs, uh, DIY guys will do. What they should do is they're going to hold on to that 84 Supra, you know, um, you take the hoses off. You have them custom made at any shop. Is there shops out there that custom make your hoses if right. they're unavailable? And what you do is you really do a full conversion. You know, condenser, compressor, a complete evap, overhaul. Yeah, a complete overhaul. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, there's no getting around it. And, yeah. and that would be the best way to, to to do it. So right there, you go. There you go. Well, Some tips on conversion. I want to. You know what? Uh, shout out to you guys with the with the uh, EV school. Uh, I, I, the top of the show, Steve. You mentioned it. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Great yeah. job at all the awards. Uh, Dynamite location and everybody in that building. I, I clearly remember last year coming out. What a facility! You guys ought to you definitely hold your heads really high. That's well, if it wasn't for industry that. wanting the the training for these students, then we wouldn't be here. So thanks to the industry well, for supporting us. Know. Really. Greg Buckley, yeah, where can people find you on the internet? Give us a website, por favor. www.justcallbuckleys.com. Look at that. That needs a little, little ring How in unique. the back. That's Justcallbuckleys.com. So yeah. Justcallbuckleys.com. <laughs> All right. All right, uh, Blue Head of Delaware. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much, right, Greg. You rock. See you. All right, so the Wrench Nation wild and wacky news on wheels. Well, all right, if you're Wisconsin night, if you're from that Green Bay area, that Wisconsin area, um, you know how really passionate you are about the cheese of Wisconsin. Well, a terrible, terrible tragedy, tragedies happen out in the Wisconsin area. A twenty thousand pound load of cheese caught on fire and burned to the ground. It was almost like... <laughs> How does that happen? Thinking fast, the driver pulled off the highway and he's like, holy goodness, I got all this expensive the cheese. biggest grilled cheese. It didn't like not... It burned up, man. It just was a whole globula of melted cheese. The fire quickly engulfed the wow. trailer. and it Like quick, a tire fire almost. It grew a crowd of Wisconsin Novenites <laughs> and they just were not happy about the I'm cheese. I'm going to put some breading on it. And one fire... It the, it's a very dip. difficult fire once the cheese gets going is what they were stating there you so go. there's your weird automotive news <laughs> people and uh we want to really really reach out to you guys on uh, itunes and listening to the replay on the podcast you guys rock from all over the country uh we always tell you every week this is our community this is our show if you got show topics get down into the comments and definitely give us a review thumbs up thumbs down we'd like to know what you think wrenchnation.tv wrenchnation on facebook and twitter and of course always our phone number lock it in 480-655-8870 and we're talking about always remember be safe hug each other and always never forget to hug a mechanic